Are you an aspiring podcaster who is working toward growing your show with the hope to start earning money from sponsors? Yeah, I was too, and so thankful to come across Podcorn. Nope, I didn't say popcorn, though that does kind of sound good right now. Podcorn connects advertisers with podcasters, so for you, the podcaster, it takes the guessing out of which brands actually want to advertise on a podcast. When you sign up with Podcorn, you are alerted when new sponsorship opportunities become available. The website is very user-friendly, thank goodness. Heck, that's how I got the opportunity for Podcorn to sponsor my show. You are able to scroll through their list of sponsors to find one that would ideally match their brand to your target audience. There are so many to consider. When you find one you are interested in, simply click on the advertiser and let them know how you would like to advertise their product on your podcast and what your fee is, along with the dates you would be placing the advertisement. You really should check out their website at podcorn.com. That's P-O-D-C-O-R-N.com, not popcorn. View available sponsorship opportunities for your podcast today. Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster Rebecca Adams and are not based on the advice of a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned, never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who have chosen to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Happy Valentine's Day. Hopefully you have plans. Hard to say, you know, with the way the country is with um, limited access to restaurants or, you know, doing other things out and about that hopefully your significant other or spouse or... Um, or yourself has something planned special and I hope you guys all are having a good day. My Valentine's <laughs> my Valentine's plans? Yeah. Having a Zoom meeting with my mom and my sister as we all simultaneously watch Men in Kilts on Stars. So we're of course we're all um Outlander fans. This is a documentary program and it has the actor Sam Hugan and Graham McTavish, um, I don't know if that's exactly how you say Sam's last name, but, um, you know, he's Scottish, so, you know, it's hard to say. <laughs> um, but they go on a road trip through the highlands of Scotland, and they actually have a camera crew, and they're doing these little adventures and uh, kind of just looking at their own heritage, uh, because both of them are of Scottish descent. And they actually put a book out, and I haven't been able to finish listening to it. I did purchase it and uh, will get it listened to completely. But because of a bunch of things, as you know, that's happened in my life, 
some things have had to just kind of be put on hold. But anyway, that is Valentine's at my house. Um, today, I actually, the day I'm recording this, which is January 30th, um, and it's also the one month anniversary of my husband's um, passing, my sister-in-law took me to see a psychic medium here in our town. And, you know, it's hard not to be, you know, we're all skeptical about things like that, but I try to be open-minded about it as well. And I did get some information um, I mean, she knew some things that I didn't tell her. So either she's really good at guessing. Um, some of the stuff she said was pretty generalized that I think that anybody would say to a spouse that's passed, um, you know, he loves you, those kinds of things. But there were some things that just gave me comfort. And, you know, it. I was real apprehensive when I went in. I wasn't going to talk. I wasn't going to give anything away. Um, but by the time I left, I felt completely relaxed. And it was a different overall feeling. Um, I wouldn't mind going to a different one, maybe one that's a little bit, I don't know, you know, second opinion kind of a thing. <laughs> if you call it a second opinion, but just to be able to have the opportunity to see if my husband comes through again, which he did um, just at the very end and said some things. But again, I could understand them, but I also have that skepticism of thinking, okay, well, um, it could be just that generalized statement. So for what it's worth, um, and I had watched on Netflix, a series called Surviving Death. um, And it came out right after he died. And I watched it. um, And it actually gave me a lot of comfort. um, Because I feel him around me all the time. And I can't see him, of course. And I Wish I could just have him back, but I can't. Um, so I'll take what I can. Um, but if you haven't ever watched that and you are open-minded, it's kind of interesting. It talks about people who did die and come back. Uh, it talks about psychic mediums. Some of them on there, in my opinion, seem legit and some don't. Um, there's also people who go out and look for, you know, there's hauntings or uh, signs. There's another one. And these are like six episodes. So an episode of, you know, um, communications from the other side, like lights flickering or, you know, things like that. And then the very last episode is reincarnation. And it's, oh my gosh, you've got to see that one. It is amazing um, what these little kids can recall from a previous life. So anyways, if you don't believe in all that stuff, you know, no disrespect, I'm just sharing with you what um, I experienced and, you know, what I found to be real interesting. You've been listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, where women share their stories of why they stepped out on their marriage or relationship. But have you ever wondered what the husband or partner has to endure when they find out about the affair? It's such a controversial and sensitive subject. It's not as though one just talks about it casually among friends. However, there is a place to hear the betrayed partner's point of view and their side of the story. The wife left before my wife got home, and I felt numb. I couldn't move. I looked like a statue as she drove away. My son snapped me out of it by opening the door and asking me who she was and what she wanted. I told him she was trying to sell me something, more like steal something. 
my world was stolen in my garage that morning. I went in trying to act normal and failing miserably. I went into autopilot until she got home, ten minutes after I called. I just looked at her with her eyes wild, wondering what happened, and said one word, his name. Then I drove to school to drop off my kids. One in elementary, one in middle. The drive home was the longest drive of my life. My driveway loomed ahead of me, taunting me about a life that was versus a life that is. I'm not trying to sound melodramatic, but honestly, looking at my house when I pulled up, it almost filled me with dread, as if it was haunted. When you subscribe to my Patreon, you get access to these exclusive bonus stories, which also include men's stories of their own infidelity. You will have early access to ad-free episodes and, of course, my blundering blooper reel. Visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com to subscribe. I ask for a $3 a month pledge with your subscription. Perhaps you even have a story you would like to share. Remember, it's always anonymous and always without judgment. And welcome back. Now we are going to go ahead and get started with today's story, which is about Gabriella. And she submitted this to me back at the end of August. And her story is quite lengthy, so it's just perfect. I owe you guys a nice long story since I've had to take a little bit of a hiatus there last month. And I appreciate you guys all hanging in there. So sit back and relax. And here is Gabriella's story. My upbringing was the perfect middle-class setting. My parents worked hard for me and my siblings to have nice things. My mom and dad started dating in middle school and stayed together all through high school and got married at age 21. I lost my virginity at 14. My boyfriend was 18. He didn't pressure me in any way, but I guess peer pressure from other people made me give in. I kept a boyfriend all the time, one right after the other. If one guy messed up and we broke up, I was with another guy within a few months or even a few days. I was very sexually active since losing my virginity. Once I went away to college, I felt free since I didn't have parental supervision. My sophomore and junior year in college, I had one boyfriend, and then my senior year, I dated another guy. During these two boyfriends, I did cheat on them with one guy on a regular, well, let's call him Elgin. I met him my freshman year. My roommate was hooking up with his roommate, and since I had a car, I was stuck always driving her over to their apartment. Me and Elgin would just talk in the living room while our roommates were in the back hooking up. Elgin started growing on me, and I started becoming intrigued by him. He was a gentleman, but did make it known he liked me. Then it happened. One day he asked me if he could kiss me. After that, we started a sexual relationship. We never really discussed becoming serious or exclusive, but we had great sex. My sophomore year, he mentioned he wanted to take me out on a date, but he never seemed to be that serious, and we just continued to hook up physically. Then I met and started dating a very sweet guy. He was marriage material, and I just knew me and him were going to get married once I graduated college. 
He never raised his voice at me and never argued with me. I could be cussing him out, yelling in his face, and he would do absolutely nothing other than speak to me in a calm voice. Our sex life was great also. He didn't mind trying new things, and he actually made love to me. He was so romantic and took time with everything about making me feel loved and wanted when we were together. He was perfect, but I was too young to appreciate him. I wanted some good old rough tearing clothes off sex once in a while, and my boyfriend just wasn't that type. So, I continued to have that good old rough sex with Elgin. He knew I had a boyfriend, and he even had a few girlfriends during the two years I dated this guy. Me and Elgin would hook up every few months and have great sex, and then we would go back to our normal partners like nothing happened. My senior year, I had broken up with my boyfriend of two years and started dating someone the complete opposite of him, of course. My new boyfriend was rough around the edges and we had awesome sex, but he was not marriage material. I knew in my heart I did not want to marry him, so he was just passing the time by as regular good sex. But I still continued to see and have sex with Elgin. It was just something about him I could not leave alone. He was gorgeous. Our sexual connection was electrifying. His body was perfect. His smile was perfect. He dressed nice. He had a decent job. And did I mention our sex was great? Of course, by this time, three years later, I know in my heart that I'm in love with Elgin, but the stars never aligned for us to be together. If I had a boyfriend, he was single. If I was single, he had a girlfriend, or didn't seem as if he wanted to be exclusive. I met my husband my senior year when I had a boyfriend. My hubby was not my type at all. He was older than me, so he had already graduated college and was full-blown into his career. He had already purchased a house and had a sports car. When I met him, he tried to get with me, but I told him I had a boyfriend. He gave me his number anyway, which I threw away. I kept running into him over and over in the next year in various different places. I kept saying, oh my God, why do I keep running into him? This must be a sign. So finally, after running into him like the fifth time and every time I think he gave me his number, I finally called him. I had just broken up with my boyfriend, so I said, why not? He treated me like a queen. He bought me things all the time and spoiled me. I got flowers for no reason, and he helped me move into a new apartment. The day I was moving in, I went to the store to get some miscellaneous items, and by the time I came back, he had set up my bathroom and my bedroom all without me even asking him to do that. I knew he was a keeper, even though he wasn't really my type physically. We had sex maybe a few weeks after that, and I remember telling my roommate the sex was horrible, and I never wanted to have sex with him again. He basically had only been with one other girl before me, which definitely showed. But he grew on me, and we started to get serious. Well, maybe a month into it, I got a regular call from Elkin asking if I wanted to come see him. I went and the sex seemed different this time. He was more into it, and it seemed we connected with each other mentally and physically on another level, better than ever. 
He did mention to me he had a girlfriend and I told him I was getting serious with a guy also. So I told myself, even though it was hard, but this was going to be the absolute last time I would go back to Elgin for sex because I was getting serious with this guy and knew he was a keeper and marriage material. A few months after me and Elgin last hook up, I heard he was engaged. Then within another six months, he was married. I was heartbroken. Even though I was dating a wonderful, sweet guy, a part of my heart was still with Elgin. Me and my hubby dated for a year and then became engaged and I moved into his house with him. Me and Elgin lost contact for about three years but got back in contact somehow. By this time, I had been married one year and he was still married and had a child. We met one evening and we sat in his car to talk and catch up. It was all innocent until I was about to get out of his car. He reached over and kissed me and I pulled away and said, We can't start this cycle over. That was the hardest thing I had done. And come to find out, we lived only two minutes away from each other. Well, we would text and email each other every now and then, but we never met back up in person. He ended up being called to the ministry and took over his father's church once his father passed away. We continued to be Facebook friends, and I would watch his church services on Facebook all the time. I never lost any feelings for him and always wondered what if we got the chance to date back in college? What would have happened? So let's fast forward to me being in my 15th year of marriage and two kids later. Elgin was still married and had three kids now. Me and my hubby got into a normal marriage runt where we weren't having sex regular between me being stressed over finances, family things, work, and not to mention I hated my body after two kids. Plus, I just wasn't really sexually attracted to my husband. I was not confident at all naked either. My husband was always so sweet and said things like he liked my curves and it didn't bother him at the least bit. He was still affectionate to me, but I just wasn't feeling it at all. So between all those factors of our sex life, being almost null and void, we had a great marriage. He seemed happy, and I was happy for the most part. One day, I was cleaning out some old papers and ran across a picture of Elgin from college. I had been watching and lusting after him on Facebook recently for some reason. I would watch his Facebook live services just to physically see him and lust after him. I would have dreams of us hooking back up and having great sex again. But he was a minister now and had not mentioned or tried anything with me in over 14 years. When I ran across the picture, I said that was going to be the icebreaker. If I could get up enough courage to send him a direct message. I wanted to see if he was the same Elgin or if he would just blow me off. I wanted to know if he still felt feelings for me like I felt for him. So I sent him a copy of the picture in his DM and just said, throwback. It took me two days to actually hit the send button. He responded within a few hours and we talked about college and caught up. We DM'd for hours and hours. Then the next day, we DM'd until 4 a.m. the next morning. 
He shared he'd always had feelings for me, still, after all these years, but once I pushed away from him at that last kiss years ago, he figured I was finished with him. He mentioned how he had the perfect marriage and family on the outside, but on the inside he felt he couldn't be himself and his wife neglected his needs. He stated she wasn't his normal type that he liked, but he felt she was a sign from God for him to slow down and to get his head right for his ministry calling. He stated his wife is always focused on their three children, and he had to beg her for some attention. He normally dated girls that looked and were shaped like me. He absolutely loved my curves and long hair. His wife was very small and petite with short hair. We confided in each other, and I explained my sexual frustration because I was not sexually attracted to my husband, and he was boring in bed and wasn't really open to trying new things in the bedroom to spice it up. Me and Elgin DM'd every day for about two weeks. Then one day, nothing. I noticed he even unfriended me on Facebook. Once again, I was heartbroken. I don't know why, because we were both married and he owed me nothing. So two weeks later, I get a text from a number I don't know and says, Hey, you mad at me? It was Elgin. He had kept my number all these years. I had had the same cell number since college. I had deleted his numbers years ago because it was too tempting. He said he cut off communication because he was getting too tempted and feelings for me were starting to rage and come back very strong. We texted back and forth weekly for the next three months and then we put a plan together to finally meet up. We already had it planned. It was going to be no talking and as soon as we would see each other, we would be taking off each other's clothes. And that is almost exactly what happened. When I walked into the hotel room and saw him, which I had not seen him in person in over 14 years, the butterflies were still there and I just ran and hugged him. I squeezed him so tight and it felt so good to be in his arms again. After I broke the embrace to kiss him, it was over then. We were on each other so hard and fast. The sex and connection was still there. I was not ready for it either. After we finished, I couldn't talk. I was on an emotional roller coaster. We laid there and he held me in his arms for nearly three hours. After I left, I was damn near in tears driving away. I got back home and went into the bathroom and cried my eyes out. I had so many emotions, like what if my husband finds out? What if his wife finds out and she embarrasses him and he loses his church and family? Also, I thought it was so crazy how I still had all these feelings for him and we still had that connection physically and emotionally. We both expressed the feelings were still there and we needed to see each other again. We also talked about sexual fantasies and desires with each other the next time we hooked up. The second time was about seven weeks later and even better. This time I told him I was leaving my emotions at the door and wouldn't be acting all weird and quiet. This time we talked and talked and talked afterwards. We caught up and discussed what seemed to be missing in our marriages as to why we have fallen back into bed with each other again. 
We also discussed we both knew we had to end it because we knew the other was not leaving their family. So we told each other it would be our last time because we just couldn't keep on, because the feelings would just keep getting stronger and stronger. When he walked out of that hotel room, I found myself again crying. Not because I felt bad for my husband or his wife, but because I didn't want that to be the last time I saw him or felt the way he made me feel. The sex we had was so awesome, and I hadn't had a real orgasm in years. I wanted to feel that way on a regular, and it wasn't fair his wife could get that whenever she wanted, but didn't want to. Later that day, I texted him and told him, thank you for making me feel young again, for making my body feel great again, for putting everything on the line just to come see me, and thank you for the multiple orgasms. I was hoping he would say he wanted to see me again, but he didn't. He just said, you are welcome. It's been weeks now, and we haven't texted each other. I'm not going to be the one that texts first again. So I don't know if this is really over. I have been fiending for him so bad that I had to go out and buy a vibrator to hopefully get some pleasure because my husband can't take me there, unfortunately. My husband still has no idea. I don't even think it has crossed his mind that I would ever step out on him. Me and Elgin's story is absolutely insane to think, and I have stepped out on my husband only for this man. I cheated on my college boyfriends only for this man, and we never got our chance to try to be a couple. I feel we were cheated out of that, but then again, I don't think I could be a first lady of a church. That is the only thing that keeps me sane, because if God had not stepped in and brought his wife and my husband into our lives, we would have been together and maybe not lasted, because again, me being a first lady would not have worked out. I honestly still do have feelings for him and think I always will. He was the one that got away but came back several times. I honestly do not regret my decision to see him twice. I'm actually glad I know the feeling is mutual and it wasn't just me. I also honestly don't have any guilt. My husband hasn't been completely innocent in our marriage. I don't have proof he has stepped out on me, but let's just say I have read some inappropriate texts and email messages to female friends and an ex-girlfriend. So between that and the horrible sex with my husband, I have no guilt. I do think Elgin knows I'm in love with him, even though I would never say it. Elgin will always have my heart, and I guess if in the future we ever find ourselves without a spouse, we can just go to Vegas and get married. Until then, he is staying with his wife and family, and I am staying with mine. I think it might be easier if I don't hear from him. I think I will have closure because we've had two chances to connect and confirmed the 21-year-old feelings are still there. Signed, Gabriella. P.S. I hope to hear from him, but I hope not to hear from him. Gabriella, thank you so much for sending in your story. I can understand a lot of what you're saying, and especially there at the end, 
where you know you have feelings for him and you always will, you know, you guys shared a connection and maybe that's just a real rare connection. Um, and But then also, because you guys maybe were seeing other people, that extra level of excitement comes into play, which makes things a little bit more steamy when it comes to infidelity. Um, and there, of course, that's the reason I think why a lot of people can't talk to anybody about this, because it's kind of like the song, you know, how can it be so wrong when it feels so right kind of a thing. Um, but, you know, it sounds like you're still young, and there still may be those opportunities ahead of you. And if it's meant to be, you guys will find each other again. Um, uh, I would love a follow-up on this. It's been six months since you've submitted the story. So if you would like to drop me a message and let me know, have you heard from him since August? Or did you uh, contact him even though you said you weren't? Because I know and I understand no matter how strong we try and be, we'll get those moment of moments of weaknesses where we just want to uh, just give in and send that message but then sometimes if you don't hear back, then you're even heartbroken more. So if you haven't, and you can find that strength to just work through it, be strong and overcome it, and you'll lose that need to really, really want to reach him. Because remembering there's always that chance, you're not going to hear back the way you want, you're going to get crushed all over again. And just to protect your heart, and everything like that. And maybe I don't know, with your husband, have you talked with him about your marriage and the sexual attractiveness and that you love him and you want to figure out a way for you to have that spice and to keep it going? Because that intimacy is so important and continuing to keep that marriage um, going. Um, you know, it's not just about living under the same roof, but you got to connect on that emotional and intimacy level. So whichever way you go, I wish you the best and just want you to to be happy. You know, that's what's important in life. We only live once and life can be cut short. And sometimes we have to go through a pretty hard battle in order to come out on the other end, what we need in our lives to be happy. So again, thank you. And yes, please send me a follow up. I would love to know where you're at today. And thank you all again for listening to today's story and subscribing to the podcast. If you're listening to this, and you know, these stories have been helpful to you. That's a good thing, because that's what the goal is. And maybe you've been considering submitting your story. And if you've been listening for a while, you know everything is anonymous, and I never put judgment on you. It's a great way for you just to be able to share it, get it out, be able to write it out. It's therapeutic, and it helps other people, just as these people are helping you today. So feel free to shoot me a message to rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. Go to my website, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. Right there, you can pick up the story guides because those kind of help flow the story a little bit. I've kind of got it all lined out. It's more of an outline. It's not a Q&A kind of a thing. It's more of an outline just to help you come up with these thoughts because a lot of people say, I don't even know where to start. So this helps with that. Um, if you're listening and you're a man, 
um, whose wife has been unfaithful, there is a story guide for you as well. Um, and that is where you would go ahead and submit a story and it would be played on my Patreon. If you're not a Patreon subscriber, what that is, is a, it's a premium subscription to the podcast. So you do get all these regular episodes that you hear that I'm, you know, having on wherever you're listening, Apple or Spotify, um, you get those a couple of days early. You get the stories from the men's point of view of what they went through when their wife, um, spouse, partner, you know, was unfaithful to them. And then I also do have some stories that the men wanted to share about themselves being unfaithful and what happened. And they're very, you know, true to the heart. These people really do, just like on these stories, put their heart on the line and say how they're feeling. Um, you can access my Patreon. I ask for a $3 a month subscription. You usually get about two extra stories a month. And like I said, you get early access. Um, also, during the recording, there are several times where I screw up. And so I have to stop and re-record. On the Patreon version, I keep some of those. So you hear my blooper reel and you hear me messing up and saying all sorts of colorful words that would probably make my mother blush. Sorry, mom. So anyways, you can access that by going to my website. You can get the story guides. I am still always asking for people to help me grow by giving me a five-star rating. If you're an Apple podcast listener, it puts the information out there so other people can find me easier. So if you haven't done that, I would love for you to go and just give me the five-star rating. And as of course, do it honestly. Don't do it just because I asked. Do it because you want to help. Um, write me a review. And uh, that is you know, also there on the Apple Podcasts. Vote for me to continue staying in the charts for the Hot 50 Countdown um, for Podcast Magazine. And if you're interested in any merch, you can get a coffee mug or a magnet, a journal by going to my merch store. All of those things can be accessed by my website. Again, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. You can send me an email from there, whatever's easiest. So now that I've babbled on and on and on, I'm going to go ahead and close out for today. Again, I hope you guys had a great Valentine's Day and you did something special with that special person. Meanwhile... Just remember, I'll be watching Scottish men in kilts. <laughs> and uh, that's okay for me. But until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and always remember no judgment. Goodbye. Goodbye.